Welcome to the Cobot Show, the podcast that breaks down the barriers of industrial automation. My name is Danielle Marlette from Universal Robots. This podcast is another guest podcast. We have the opportunity to listen to Kevin Lawton with the new Warehouse Podcast, interviewing Joe Campbell from Universal Robots, head of marketing for North America. They talk about Universal Robots and how Cobots can be deployed in various applications, different case studies, and our partnerships even through the coronavirus pandemic. Let's give it a listen. Hey, it's Kevin Lawn with the New Warehouse Podcast, bringing you a new episode. On today's episode, we are going to talk to Joe Campbell. He is the Senior Manager of Strategic Marketing and Applications Development at Universal Robotics. Uh, you might remember Universal Robotics. We talked to them on the show previously, way back last year, uh, when we were at Promat. And Universal Robotics, uh, they provide a lot of robotics uh, solutions to a lot of different companies, and they do a lot of different partnerships. So we're going to talk about Universal Robotics, what it is uh, they do from Joe's perspective, and then we're going to talk a little bit about their partnerships as well and get into that. So Joe, welcome to the show. How are you? Hey, Kevin. Thank you very much for having me. I'm doing just fine. Definitely happy to uh, have you on. So how are things uh, going for you and how are things going for Universal Robotics? Well, uh, Universal Robots, uh, Robotics is doing just fine. We've, uh, we, you know, we've, we've uh, weathered the first phase of the coronavirus uh, crisis. Um, we're continuing to ship robots and it's actually quite pleasing to see that we're continuing to get new demand from the medical products sector. Mm. Uh, one of the hallmarks of our product is it is very, very quick to deploy. And uh, there's a lot of people right now really trying to pump up production and maybe even bring new products, um, you know, into full manufacturing. And that's that's a good place that we can help. Definitely, definitely. So, so why don't you give us, I guess, the, the broad scope of Universal Robotics for those listeners that might not be so familiar. Tell us, tell us what it is you guys exactly do and uh, what kind of products you bring to the market. Happy to. Yeah, we're 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 about a ten year old company, uh, founded in Denmark, uh, as part of a university consortium. And uh, mm-hmm. our focus from the very very founding days has been to uh, create a revolutionary class of robots called collaborative robots. And collaborative robots have a number of features. Maybe we'll we'll get into them as we talk. But mm-hmm. uh, first and foremost, they are designed to work safely side by side with human operators. And um, it's still fairly radical today. And 10 years ago, it was an absolute breakthrough in thinking. Um, so we're now the number one collaborative robot company in the world. Uh, we're roughly 50% market share. Oh, and wow. uh, to date, we have, yeah, to date, we've shipped 40, about 42,000 uh, cobots uh, into production environments around the world. Wow, that's that's a lot. So they're very impressive. And congratulations on being number one, obviously. Um, and so now one thing I think you guys are big on, and this was a big theme uh, at Modex 2020, and, you know, partnerships are huge, especially with the robotics companies I'm noticing. And you guys are no stranger to partnerships as well. Um, you guys have partnered with a lot of different uh, people. So how does Universal Robotics kind of partner uh, with these multiple other companies and uh, have such success in those partnerships? And how do you think that helps move the industry forward and help move universal robotics forward as well. Yeah, I'll give you a couple of good examples in that area. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, first of all, I think one of the things that the founders did exceptionally well is uh, de- define, you know, where they were going to play a role. Um, 
in, in, uh, in our parlance, we call that swim lanes. Other people have used that phrase. Um, and, and so early on, the company decided that we were going to be a pure robot manufacturer. Uh, and that is the area that we were going to focus on. And as we came out to market, we first started developing distributor partnerships, which is very common in the industry. But uh, we put a lot, of, a lot of energy into those, a lot of investment. Um, and that, that has definitely paid off for us. Um, I think the second round of partnerships were in the program that we call UR plus. Okay. Um, so UR plus is, uh, it's, it's like the app store, uh, for cell phones. We basically created a, an open architecture, um, you know, in our robot products that allowed third parties to develop peripherals and accessories and other other add-ons to expand the you know the application of our robots or to facilitate um, you know their use and deployment. Okay. Um, so the, the first round of these was uh, they were all based on what we call the component level. So we've got there's about a 240 products right now in the program. Um, another. You know, the obvious ones, we a whole bunch of grippers, right. um, multiple vision systems, um, other sensors, um, you know, uh, robot transport units, uh, robot covering, robot lifters. So these are all accessories. But the most important part is they're um, tested, certified, and validated uh, by Universal. Mm. And so if anybody wants to develop a product, to, to work with our robots, we're happy to facilitate it. But at the end of the day, we want to make sure that it behaves well. Uh, it really, truly does integrate to the product uh, and has the proper reliability and ease of use. And so that was a second layer of partnerships that we we developed. The third layer, we actually announced at Modex, okay. and that is an expansion of the UR Plus um, ecosystem into application kits. Interesting. So now we're basically working with partners who take multiple pieces and put them together into an applications kit. Mm. Um, and, and so it's just, it's really taking the robot in and adding a significantly additional value to it to make it closer and closer to a, a real productized solution. And that was a very successful announcement, and we got some some great examples in that space. Um, and then finally, the fourth layer, which was really on display at Modex, um, is uh, we've been building a number of OEM partnerships okay. with companies that are really focused on vertical solutions, uh, very specialized, and. Uh, uh, and that has has also been very successful for us. We it allows us to really stay focused on our core, mm-hmm. and then build these you know really valuated partnerships to go deliver solutions uh, out into the market. Interesting, yeah. I th- I like the approach to that because you guys are kind of building that, like you said, just like the app store. You guys are building like the base base cell phone, and then you're partnering with these other companies to make make all the accessories essentially, which is I think is really smart because that you know, doesn't, I guess, uh, take you guys away from making sure that that core product, which is the universal robotics product is, is not, uh, compromised in any way. And I like that you guys are also following up with that 
and making sure that it's almost like a, almost like a certified pre-owned car. You, know, you guys are validating that this this partnership and what this company is do- doing with your products is is valid and works the way it's supposed to work and is intended to. Yep. So the end customer has well, the, the, the experience. And the whole, the, you know, the whole intent for the for yeah. any of these partnership levels for us is um, we're, we're trying to rethink and reshape uh, uh, the industry, and we're really trying to strip barriers down. Um, you know, I again, I'm fortunate. I've been in the robot industry for for quite a long time, and mm-hmm. and um, you know, I've watched this evolution, and the, the approach that Universal takes is 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 very different. Um, we're able to uh, deploy robots through our partners that are generating routinely generating payback in less than a year. Wow. And the way that's really being executed is uh, in part and parcel to these partnerships. Mm-hmm. Um, everything we do is focused on trying to strip out the, you know, excessive cost and time or risk uh, in a robot project. And uh, in doing so, it brings the cost down, it brings the deployment time down, um, and it really accelerates the deployment of factory automation, which is where we want to be. Yeah, definitely. I think that's always been, you know, one of the one of the big things, whether it's with robotics or any kind of system in general, is just the, the deployment is always that kind of um, scary thing, right? Because you don't want to take down... You don't want to take down your operation or anything of that nature. So being able to deploy quickly and get that going is is definitely a big plus. And now, and one of the partnerships that you had, you talked about the partnerships you're displaying at Modex. One of them was called the Quick Deployment Kit, right? So what is that? What is that involved? Well, that's part of the UR Plus program, okay. and it was it was all all built around that exactly. And and mm-hmm. so the you know the intent here is to take uh, uh, you know take an application category, whatever it may be, and, and in this case, really come up with an application kit that is, you know, you, you take out the custom engineering, you take out the custom programming, um, you know, you take out the custom design, um, and, and with, a, with a kit that is, you know, rock solid and validated and known to fit, fit form and function, uh, you really strip out strip out a lot of time in the whole deployment cycle. I, and I think the other thing that's allowed us to do is, um, you know, I, I, I say traditional automation is, it's, it's always been an all or nothing proposition. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, we see it in logistics and in order fulfillment and, you know, in other areas that your, your listeners will be familiar with. Right. Um, the challenge there is when you're faced with an all or nothing proposition, uh, solving the last 10% of the problem can suck up 50% of the project cost quite easily. <laughs> and so what we're trying to do is, is build products that allow them to be deployed in, re, in, into lines with skilled human operators. And our philosophy is let the operators do what they do well let us do the dull, dirty, and dangerous tasks. And that way your operators can work on higher value functions, more value added, more satisfaction for them, definitely easier to retain and hire. Uh, it's really a big win. And so we call that incremental automation. You don't have to, you don't have to make the multi-million dollar investment all at once. You can, 
you can chip away at your problems one robot at a time. Right. Interesting. I think that's, I think that's a big thing, right? Cause like you said, you know, it was all or nothing. And now, now several companies also are, you know, making it easier to deploy. And I think you guys are, you know, kind of leading the way as well with this new quick deployment kit and this uh, UR plus that you're talking about. And I think, I think that makes it more accessible as well. And I think it makes, um, it makes robots in a way not as daunting, I guess, to people that are not so familiar with them or have not implemented them into their their culture and I guess their company yet and their operation. So so I think that's a really good thing and I'm happy that the the industry is moving in that way and that you guys are being a catalyst for that as well. So so that's really, really good stuff. So now Two of the other partnerships as well um, that were at Modex were the Cross Palatron and the Right Pick 2 as well. Now, that's part of the UR Plus ecosystem as well? These guys are not UR Plus uh, ecosystem partners. They are p- uh, pure o- OEM solution partners, right? And so they've, they've, they've both built uh, solutions, um, you know, around not just our product, but their whole philosophy of programming and and ease of use and ease of support. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's also important to note that, you know, both of those products are designed to be operated in a safe mode around human operators. Right. Um, and so, if, for example, if you look at the, the cross Palatron kit, um, you've seen pack lines, right? Pack lines, mm-hmm. especially in a, any kind of operations that is, is high mix and low volume, um, they're constantly being reconfigured. Right, you don't know what your production mix is going to look like on a Tuesday. It's going to change by Wednesday, and it change again by Friday. Right. So the cross palletizer can actually be forklifted into position at the end of a line as you as you configure that line for this particular pack job, mm. um, and it can it can operate safely uh, in the proximity of human operators who may be doing, you know, higher value functions. Um, you know, it could be doing quality inspection, uh, could be doing order, uh, order uh, mixing and management. Right? And, and that's kind of a hallmark for the way these OEMs have evolved. Interesting stuff. And I like the, I like the flexibility, like you said there, that you can move it from line to line, or if you readjust your line based on what you're doing, um, then you can do that as well. And that kind of, kind of reminds me of um, operation that I worked in where we did a lot of, a lot of kidding uh, making store displays and things of that nature. And we were always switching up the way the line was based on, based on the size of the kit and what was going into the kit. And, yeah. and we had a person basically making the pallet at the end. So, so being able to put this at the end and have that flexibility to move it around, I think that's a, that's a big plus as well. Definitely. So, so the other one was the, the right pick too, right? So, right, right. Uh, so right pick two. Um, yep. so, <laughs> so tell tell us a little bit about that, how that works and, um, and who that partnership is with. Well, it's a, it's a similar solution. It's mm-hmm. with a company called, uh, MDSI. I think mm-hmm. I've got the initials correct. I'm, I'm, uh, challenged every day with too many, too many initials. <laughs> um, but they, they focused, you know, they focused in the order fulfillment space. And, um, and so they, they came up with the right pick. It's very modular, um, and is tightly integrated with a vision solution and the robot and in feed and out feed. And it's got the, you know, the same characteristics as, as, uh, just about all of our partners. It's, uh, designed to be operated in proximity to, to human operators and, um, you know, quick to, quick to deploy 
and very flexible to move from operation to operation. Definitely. That's great. And I, I love that it's focused towards order fulfillment as well, because a lot of times, uh, I guess the like robotics arms and things of that nature, people are thinking more on the, the manufacturing side, but it's good to see that, you know, we'll be able to apply these to order fulfillment as well, uh, which I think is going to become bigger and bigger, especially as we, as we grow more and also, you know, as automation becomes more of a, a necessity just to keep up with consumer demand. And especially in times like right now where demand is just going crazy for certain industries because everybody's stuck at home. Um, you know, it's definitely, yep. definitely a big thing. And then, so now one of the big debates around automation robotics, you know, has always been like, we we're just talking about what, what will happen to jobs, right? And some will say that jobs will actually get elevated because robots will do these monotonous um, over and over tasks that people don't want to normally do or that are uncomfortable to do, um, like the order fulfillment picking or palletizing uh, product, like we were just talking about with those two solutions. And mm-hmm. But now uh, Universal Robotics has the UR Academy, right? So, and that helps to prepare workers to work with collaborative robots and you know, I think that's really a great thing. So I'd love to hear more about that and how that works, because I think companies will need to start to understand how can they get their workers ready to work with these robots. And not everybody's going to be able to, you know, go get a PhD in robotics or anything like that. So, so how does UR Academy yeah, work and yeah. how does that, how does that get people ready for this? Well, I'll go, I'll go. I'll give you some details, but let me take a half a step back and go back to the, you know, the founders of our company. And you know, they uh, obviously very skilled people, but their vision was that um, a robot should not be a, a, a complicated piece of equipment that only a specialist can take care of. Their their concept was it's it's just another tool in the manufacturing process. And, and therefore, it should be easily uh, set up and programmed and operated by people who aren't, like you said, PhDs in robotics programming languages. So it was, I mean, this is really core to our DNA. Mm-hmm. And the Academy is a great example of how that plays out. So right now, we have nine core modules and five advanced modules, and we have uh, others in, in development. Basically, within two to three hours, uh, somebody who is not a robot programmer, not an engineer, not a developer, can master the fundamentals of robot programming on the universal platform. Interesting. Now, that doesn't make them an absolute advanced, you know, programmer doing the craziest things, but but literally, they can they can be proficient enough to get a a straightforward material handling or pick and place application up and running. Um, and it's been wildly successful. We've had over 90,000 people oh my God. take the training, right? From 131 different countries around the world. Wow. Um, and it, it's, it is, it is effective. And I'll, I'm going to give you a really good example. It's one of my, one of my favorite case studies. Um, a small company in rural Oregon mm-hmm. was really struggling to find workers. I mean, they just couldn't. Unemployment out there was, at the time, was less than 2%. Oh, wow. So the production manager concluded that they're going to have to automate because they were losing business because they just couldn't find enough manufacturing staff. 
So what he did, which was, I thought, brilliant, he pulled all his, his line workers together and he, he told them he's going to buy a robot. Mm-hmm. And then he was very clear. He said, one of, one of you is going to be the lead robot technician. <laughs> and we're going to have a contest to see who really wants to do this. Wow. So he sent all of his production line workers to take the UR online academy. It's free of charge. Mm-hmm. You can do it right, on your time, 24 hours a day, whenever. And so his whole production team took the UR Academy programming classes. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and then he purchased his first robot and he devised a, an application test to see right, who had learned the most and who could pick it up. And, and um, it was a 26-year-old uh, woman who had been an operator at the plant for a couple of years uh, working on the line. Okay. stood out hands above everybody else. She really got it. She's a very good logical thinker. She really wanted that position as the lead robot tech. Yeah. Um, and, and, and now she is. Uh, it's also interesting to look at how the acceptance of automation by that team went through the roof. Right. right? Because it made their jobs easier and it's, it was being directed, not top down. It was being directed by one of their own. I love that because, I mean, that's so cool, actually, like that he just came in and said, you know, when are you going to do it? And they all took the class. They all had the understanding. I think that's the great way to kind of implement something like that. And and the fact that now they, they like the robot because I can see, you know, in some cases where, you know, companies like, oh, we're going to start to automate and people, you know, automatically be like, Oh no, like, you know, scared for their job or something. But the fact that he did it in that approach, I think makes, makes a world of difference for just the culture of the company. And, and the fact that they were all able to go through the Academy and then one person was able to kind of step up and really, really take to it, I think is credit to you guys as well for the material that you're putting out there. And, and the fact that 90,000 people have taken, I mean, that's, that's insane. So so how do people? That's a big get, number. It is. Yeah, that's crazy. And so how do how do people get started on that? Just they just go on your website. Very simple. Go to www.universal-robots.com and go to the academy, and you can register. And uh, you know, start at your pace. You know, start at module one and work your way up and up and forward. It's really, really quite quite easy. You know, I think um, you made another point there about it. Mm-hmm. it kind of makes the manufacturing floor a little bit more attractive. This is like unprecedented times right now. What do we have? 16 million people unemployed here in the last three weeks. It's crazy. Yeah. Um, but we're going to get back to normal. I wholeheartedly believe that. And normal before the coronavirus was a really, really challenging time in manufacturing. Um, all phases of manufacturing, right, including distribution center and warehousing, right. um, companies can't hire. Right? It's, 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 it's been difficult to hire people into manufacturing. And there's a couple problems that drive it. I mean, part of it is guys like me, the baby boomers, we, we are retiring at the rate of 10,000 a day. Yeah. And that number is going to continue. Um, you know, the projections for the labor shortage in manufacturing are 
really aggressive. And again, this is before coronavirus. We'll see what they reset to, but uh, it's it's still by 2018 we are going to be short millions of jobs in manufacturing. So this is where we think collaborative robots have a, a really significant role to play. And it's not just, you know, helping to solve production problems, yeah. but we've heard anecdotally from our customers that when they start to they start to bring robots in, particularly collaborative robots, it's easier to hire because the 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 work environment takes on a whole different look and feel, particularly to to younger people who are just in the workforce or entering the workforce. Uh, they don't want to do dull, dirty, and dangerous work. They right. want to be challenged, and they like the technology. Interesting. That's a really interesting point. I think that's actually that's actually funny enough. That's one of the reasons I started the podcast because I was realizing that there's all these things going on uh, in distribution and manufacturing, like you said, that are that are actually really cool. And I don't think people are that are like outside of the world, our world, right? They're not realizing all these cool things that are happening. So it's really interesting that you're saying that, you know, some of your customers are saying that it's making it easier to hire people who are just entering the workforce or are younger and, you know, looking to work with these types of things. So I think that's, I think that's a really interesting point. And it's a totally different, totally different angle for a reason to start to automate at your company. So it's, that's really cool that you pointed out. So yeah. some definitely really, really, really great points. So, so Joe, I really appreciate you coming on the show, and uh, I love the I love the story about the small company in Oregon. I think that's that's just fantastic. Um, so, how can people find out more information about Universal Robotics? I would definitely start with our website. It is uh, it is very very rich with uh, features and information and education. Um, besides the academy, we have a tool called the Application Builder. You can actually start to configure your own automation cells and watch them run. Oh, wow. um, you know, we have the academy. We have a huge uh, collection of case studies, um, just like the the company that I mentioned. This company called Darex, D-A-R-E-X. Okay. But we have case study after case study, and you can watch how other people have solved their manufacturing problems with uh, with collaborative robots. So that's, uh, I think it's a great place to go. And the website is, again, it's www.universal-robots.com. Awesome. And we'll post all that information on newwarehouse.com as well. So Universal Robotics definitely doing very cool things. Uh, Joe, thank you so much for coming on the show. Hey, Kevin, thanks for having me. Appreciate it. And uh, let's talk again. Now we have a slew of automation information coming your way. So if you aren't already following the Cobot Show, follow us on Spotify or now on Apple Podcast. And this episode and many others are also available on our website at universal-robots.com slash podcast. And if you have a specific question about something we discussed today, if you're looking for your next steps in automation, or you have a suggestion for a future podcast, send us an email at ur.na at universal-robots.com. Thanks for listening.